1: to F.O.J.C. Radio, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and teaching the doctrine of Christ to the whole world. Good evening and welcome to Friday night F.O.J.C. Remnant Gathering. Grab your Bible and your pens and your paper and when two or three are gathered in his name, the Lord is right here with us. So thank you for joining us and here's Brother David.
0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the January 26th, 2023, 2024 edition of the FOJC Remnant Gathering. I am David Carrico with a little bit of a shaky voice this evening, and for the next hour or so, we're going to be studying the Word of God. And I want to give uh, a little ministry update. Um, We made uh, mention that we were asking for prayer, for upgrades here in computers and hardware. I just want to give a little explanation of where we're at with that. And I just want to say that we're not pleading poverty. FOJC is solid financially. And there's a reason for that. We don't spend money we don't have. And if everyone would do that, everyone would be solid financially. And we're not telling you that if... You know, you don't give to us. The Lord's going to go out of business or anything. But what we are in is an unprecedented surge in growth. In the the last 28 days on our Underground Church YouTube channel, we have added 8,000 new subscribers in the last 28 days. And that's just absolutely phenomenal. And we're just so thankful to the Lord for that. So... What we have done, we have already purchased over $1,000 of hardware that's going to be, Brian's going to get that installed here real soon, and we've also purchased uh, about $1,000 worth of hardware for an off-site production place. We now will have four sites besides Ground Zero that is producing material for FOJC, and uh, and as you know, we've got something coming out just about every day. So that's our goal to, as we have um, our surge in uh, the outreach, we're going to try to do everything we can to make our production quality as good so that we can efficiently reach as many people as we can. Now, in addition... already, we've spent and paid for about $2,000 worth of things, and some of you have already donated. We thank you so much. And everything that anybody gives for the Lord, there should be no compulsion from it. I have as sure as my lungs are breathing, I know the Lord's going to meet that. And people, whatever they give to anything, if you're not led by the Holy Spirit, don't do it. And I am so confident the Lord's going to meet this need. That's the way it is. But there's times because we were faced with multiple thousand dollars of need that the Lord wanted us to pray and you to pray for us. Now, in addition to the about $2,000 we've spent this week, we're looking at another office grade in the near future. And we're now at the place like when Brett and I are back here. There's a lot of hamburger back here. Let me tell you what. And we're going to go to multiple cameras and multiple microphones to where we can toggle back and forth and not be so bunched up. And this also is going to help us on the prayer thon In the prayer thon we've got a lot of people back here. So that's going to help us. It's not only is going to make it more comfortable here in the office, but it's going to look better visually. And we'll be able to do a better job uh, ministering unto people. Now, beyond that, Sister Donna runs two computers back here, and two big uh, pooters, and our old number seven's got to go. So, we're going to be replacing our old number seven computer, and we have an IT guy that's going to build it for us, and all we got to do is buy the hardware, but still, that's going to be another pretty good expense so just wanted to kind of let you know what's going on there and uh i tell you what it's good and i know that uh we could not do what we do without the lord and i know that so many of you that um that do support us we're so thankful and uh also uh you know, and a lot of you you support us regularly we want to let you know how much we appreciate that um we have regular expenses uh, and we really run our our ministry extremely efficiently to what most ministries do. But we've got our monthly fees. Right now we're going over Internet radio. There are monthly fees to maintain that. And there are multiple programs with monthly fees for Sister Don and Brian to, to do all the stuff they do. So, and insurance, and you know how it is. So we do appreciate it so very much. And this will probably be the last I'll ever say about this, because I know the Lord's going to meet this need. And we're going all out here. You know, we're at a place in our country. Uh, Things are getting uh, just crazy down at the border. Things are getting crazy everywhere. And we know we're in for some really perilous times. So we're, we're going to really push all we can to get the gospel out. And the Lord is really helping us. We can feel the, the Holy Spirit putting the wind in our sails. Within uh, the next 60 days, we're going to be unveiling an entirely new YouTube channel. It'll be called D-O-C-F-O-J-C, totally uh, dedicated to the Doctrine of Christ, um, the Narcissism series. I That's going to hopefully... Be going here real soon. I'm so excited about that and about everything. So, uh, and also, uh, our research library here, which is pretty frosty, uh, we're constantly expanding that. So, that's kind of where we're at with that. And uh, I just want to kind of give an update to let everybody know just what we're doing here. And um, I'm going to go on and I'm going to acknowledge some of the letters that came in this week. And then I'm going to let Sister Donna, she's going to come in and uh, do the prayer request this evening. But and also say if you want to write to Sister Donna and I, uh, the address is Followers of Jesus Christ, Post Office Box 671, Tell City, Indiana, 47586. And uh, some of the letters. And if we don't get your letter, we don't be offended. But uh, Julie in uh, South Carolina. Richard wrote from Washington and said 30 to 40 elk were out in his front yard. Uh, Melissa and Stephen in Columbus. Mary in Kansas City's building her library. Way to go, Mary. Uh, Craig and Lisa in California. Sylvia in uh, Alhambra, California. Larry in North Carolina, he wrote and he said. Uh, Please pray for my family to see the light and follow the doctrine of Christ. I'm afraid if something would happen to me, they would have no one to pray for them. And certainly, uh, we are going to pray for them. And uh, and by the way, I think I attribute a lot of our explosion in growth to the prayer thons we've been having. And we'll have another prayer thon this coming Monday at 330 uh, Sam Garcia will be the host. And Sherry Campbell will be coming in to be the co-host. So we're looking forward to another time of prayer. Uh, also, um, uh, Painted Skies from out there in Arizona. Thanks for the picture. Shane in Arizona and Peggy in Georgia. And it just blesses Don and I to hear from you. Uh, I'm old school. I like those cards and letters. So there's that. And uh, I'm going to have Sister Donna come on here and uh, put forth our prayer request for this evening and pray for those.
2: Hello, everybody. Please forgive me for being late. I'm getting older. I'm getting slower. And I do really still need some office help here, someone that could be here locally. I just can't get everything done, no matter how hard I tell David it's takes about four people, at least, to do what I do. Um, if you'd have to replace me, you'd have to have about four more people. Um, but anyway, I'm used to multitasking as a hairstylist. I did that all the time. Okay, David's covered some of the things I were going to pray about, but I do want to pray, and if I repeat it, so sorry, I'm going to just repeat it. Okay, Emily's daughter needs deliverance, and Larry's family, like David said, they need salvation and they need to wake up and uh, Pamela from Canada she has a friend uh, Wanda that needs deliverance from false teachings and she's believing the lies of the enemy so she really needs prayer Wanda does and uh, Sylvia's brother Sal he needs healing spiritually mentally and physically so God's got a big job there Gabriel's wife is pregnant and he wants prayer for her Michael's mother and uh, his mother-in-law um, Sylvia she needs healing from cancer Catherine she's starting a new business boy we know how tough that is uh, Juliana is 12 years old and she wrote us she's so worried about her family her family's fallen apart and her mother has mental issues because of a, an ungodly job um And another David not my David but uh, our David uh, needs the same thing technically but needs to David needs a family unity and healing for himself he's disabled so he needs help in healing Gloria wants to pray for Tiffany who has liver problems and also for Victor he's got schizophrenia and he had an episode and his uh, mother is so frantic because he ended up in jail. So pray for Victor and for his mental illness. Uh, and Sherry, our Sherry, she's got a friend, Dwight, whose pipes froze, and his mother is also ill. So um, that's a big mess when you have to deal with things like that all at once. You know mother being ill and the pipes freezing even though the pipes are thawed out it's still a mess sometimes also uh, Valeria's husband Ernest and children and grandchildren they all need to get saved and I think that's all I have written down here and I'm sorry if I've missed them I am still about a thousand emails behind so I'm not going to repeat all these names but uh, please uh, join with me in prayer. Abba Father, you know there's so many people that contact us that need prayer. And I try really hard to keep it all going and to be uh, very conscientious, Lord, of getting these prayer requests. And there, some of them I do send to our prayer team. And I do want to thank the prayer team. And thank you for touching the prayer team, Lord. But thank you so much for all that you're doing for us Lord and I just ask that you touch these people physically, uh, mentally, emotionally all they need Lord I know you can do this you've been doing it for years for David and I and for many of our listeners but some people just need an extra little boost and some income Lord and healing Lord and so many things Lord I just thank you and ask you to keep continuing to touch these people's lives and Lord I know that somewhere out here there's people listening to us that have not really made that commitment to you Lord so I'm asking you to urge them to keep on listening They might hear something they might enjoy, and they might just decide to give all of themselves to you. So, Lord, I'm asking you to uh, increase increase that boost of your love and your mercy and your forgiveness so they can feel it, Lord. And Abba, Father, we do come before you with all these needs of the families that need to be as um, the people in their families that need Freemasons out of their family. So many things to pray about, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to touch them and help these people. Father God, I just thank you for all you've done, Lord, and for all the listeners we have tonight. Thank you so much, Father. We love you. We appreciate you. And please continue to increase our listenership, Lord, and help us, Lord, to reach the world for Jesus. So many people that need the Lord need to have their strength, increased by the Lord's strength in them. So, Father, we just thank you for all you're doing and ask you to meet the needs, Lord, of these people. Meet their needs, Lord, and teach them how to turn to you. And we do ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're Amen. gonna We're going to play a... Well, David, you have something else to say?
0: Well, I just want to say worship the Lord for a few moments okay. and we're going to be back with our message for this evening. Sober up the bride or the whore.
2: Yeah. I never hear these messages, uh, titles or anything, before David comes on the air. He hands me the scripture list and that's the first I ever see the title. So when I choose the songs, it's Either God telling me, or I have to pick them myself. But normally, God tells me what songs he wants played. We're sorry, but
1: because of copyright rules, you cannot hear my music. However, if you want to hear the message in its entirety with my music... You can join us on the radio page on Friday nights for the live audio broadcast at six p.m. Central Time, or you can listen on our podcast page at fojcradio.com. Here's Brother David.
0: Here your Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter five and verse six. Therefore, let us not sleep, as others do, but let us watch, and be sober. A person that's sober, they've come to their senses, they know what they're doing, they're aware of their surroundings, it's the very opposite of being drunk. If you're watching and you're sober, you're prepared, you're ready, and this text in Thessalonians 5 and 6, and also in 1 Peter 1 and 13, there's a definite connection to the Feast of the Passover. We'll, we'll share that with you here um, in 1st Peter 1 and 13 wherefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober get your mind right that's what it means and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ now this is Passover language and we see this language used in connection with the feast of the Passover and the way the lord rolled when he brought the children out of egypt there was a cloud by day and the fire by night and you either followed the pillar the the cloud or the fire or you wasn't in the israel of god if you didn't move when god moved you was just somewhere else in exodus chapter 12 and verse 11 And thus ye shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. They were sober. They were ready. They were prepared. They were ready to move whenever the Lord said, move. And this is the situation. That we're in right now God is leading his people God is bringing together the Israel of God he's building it around his presence and we must be aware and sensitive of the moving of the presence of God and when he moves we have to be ready to move with it and all through Scripture there are two women symbolized in Scripture there's the bride of Christ and the whore of of Babylon, and everyone is in one or two groups. That's just the way it is. And people need to sober up and realize: you're either a part of the bride or you're a part of the whore. And in First Peter chapter five and verse eight, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Satan wants to pull you out of the bride into the whore that's the way it is and we're going to talk this evening about the ways that satan is pulling people uh... out and oh by the way i had another uh... i might grab it at break but i had another wonderful testimony from a sister in new jersey said that she woke up and she didn't say sobered up but that's what happened that she realized she was in the middle of apostate church and she got out And uh, I am so thankful for that. I appreciate people with integrity. I have no respect at all for compromisers, people that compromise the Lord and go back on him. I have no respect for that whatsoever. And I'll tell you that uh, next month. Sister Donna isn't going to show up with their NIV Bible going against what we've stood for in this ministry for 40 years. Won't be going, Judas Goat up in here. We're going to stand, and we're going to stand strong, and we're going to be able to do that because of all of you that are standing with us. Now, in the book of Revelation, chapter 19, and the 7th verse, we have one of the women that is symbolized... In scripture and this is the bride of Christ the true Israel of God revelation chapter 19 and verse 7 let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready there is a people that is getting ready they are watching they are praying They are preparing themselves to be able to move and serve the Lord in these perilous times. And they are doing it by obedience and submission to Jesus Christ and his word and to the commandments of God. These people are easy to tell. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 27, in the great chapter where the Apostle Paul symbolized the relationship of the husband and wife to Christ and the church, in the 27th verse he said that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Oh, okay, yeah, Ephesians 5.27. Thank you, Sister Donna. Now, that is the bride. That is the bride. But over in Revelation chapter 17, there's another woman symbolized in Scripture. And the word used for it isn't very comfortable. It's called a whore. It's the whore of Babylon. And let's read about that, old girl. Revelation 17 And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will shew unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth on many waters. And that whore is about to be judged. Judgment begins at the house of God. And for the people that are in this apostate church system, it's not going to be good for you. That is going to so backfire on you. In verse 2, it said, With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, the kings unite with the apostate church. That is it. The apostate whore, you can recognize her because she is in compliance with civil government. And yes, we're to be good citizens as far as that does not go against our obligation to God. But in the past few months, we have seen the so-called church in America, instead of stand with Jesus Christ, they have stood with the government in direct opposition to things that our holy God would oppose, with whom the kings of the earth had committed fornication. The the church and government uniting began with Constantine, and it's come full bore right now. You got to recognize, one of them's the bride, one of them's the whore, it's time to sober up. There's no middle ground here. You're going to be in one or the other. So it's time to sober up and stop trying to put uh, a happy face and lipstick on the pig of apostasy. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Talking to people in this apostasy it's just like talking to a drunk. They is, just have lost their mind because they're intoxicated with the devils of apostate religion and apostate doctrine. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Godby, A. N. Godby, in his commentary that was written toward the end of the 19th century, He gets it pretty good. I'll share a little bit with you. The harlotry in the Bible means counterfeit religion, the devil's religion. And that's what we need to sober up and and look at here. It's not like uh, this is 50% Jesus and this is 100% Jesus. We've got the bride or the whore. It's either the bride or it's the whore. People need to sober up, and we need to realize that. It's either the church of Jesus Christ, or it's the church of Satan. And just because, you know, Jesus said, many will come in my name saying, I am Christ, and deceive many, many of the people that are biggest deceivers, they're saying Jesus really is Lord. But that doesn't keep them from being a deceiver because they have wedded themselves to an apostate church government system. When the people take, I'll go on here with Mr. Godby. When the people take the Babylonian delusion, oh, what a good word for it. America is under the sway of the Babylonian delusion for religion. This old harlot who is none other than the devil's wife. Yeah, you're going and you're committing fornication with the devil's wife in that apostate system. Always simultaneously administers the wine of intoxication so as to utterly hallucinate them with the pertinacious chimerical dream that they are certainly bona fide Christians. That's what the whore will do for you. The whore will get you drunk and make you think you're all right with God while you're having concourse with the devil's wife. While Romanism, going on with Brother Godfrey, while Romanism is the mother of all spiritual harlotry, we must remember that her prostitute daughters are in all the great churches of Christendom. Oh, amen, Brother Godfrey. Come on. Yeah. Rome is the mother of harlots, but Harlot Jr. is the Southern Baptist Church, Liberty Bob, Liberty University, Moody Bible Institute, Dallas Theological, the Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, they have whored out and sold out. It's time to sober up. The bride or the whore. The Greek, going on with Brother Godby, got to read a little more of this. The Greek, ecclesia, means church. It is from ek, out of, and kaleo to call. Hence, it simply means the called out. The people whom the Holy Ghost has called out of the world. This is the only Bible definition of church, praise God. This predilection of fallen humanity to add to God's institutions has derailed, humanized, despiritualized, degospelized, and ruined the church in all ages, praise God! It's time to sober up. The brighter the whore, God didn't call us to preach truth mixed with lies, but truth. It doesn't matter if you got a little bit of truth. Have you? Are you in bed with the devil's wife? That's what I want you to tell me. Luke, chapter 13, and verse 25. When it came town. When God told the Israelites to gird up the loins of their minds and get ready, get your shoes on, get ready. Because when that pillar of fire moves, you better move with me. You see, anybody that, you know, what would have happened? You know, here the, the pillar of fire moves and the camp of Israel moves with it. What would have happened to those people that said, well, I I just didn't get ready. Uh, You know, I might catch up in a few days. You guys just go on. I tell you, the scripture for that is right here uh, in the Gospel of Luke, the 13th chapter and the 25th verse. When once the master of the house has risen up and hath began and hath shut the door, and ye begin to stand without and the knock of the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. And that's what the Lord would say to every Israelite that couldn't get ready and couldn't follow the fire. The camp of Israel moved on, and the world oh, worthy Israel of God, well, the Lord would say, well, I know you not whence you are. You know, a lot of people, they're saying, oh, we're saved, we love Jesus, but you're there with the devil's wife, and I mean, the the Lord just isn't going to know you. Where you are, you need to sober up. You need to get out of bed with the devil's wife. It's time for a little straight talk. I don't like when people present themselves to me as hypocrites. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like people that are phony and misrepresent themselves. I don't like people that say one thing with their mouth when obviously there was something different in their heart. All the time. Matthew 24 and verse 5. Matthew chapter 24 and the fifth verse. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Many people that are saying Jesus is the Messiah are some of the biggest deceivers out there because people like us and people that listen to us, we're not going to be fooled by the New Age or by the Bordello, but we have to be careful of the allurement of the whore. The whore is intoxicating, and you better believe that Satan will try to pull each and every one of us Out of the bride and into the whore but we are going to sober up we're going to sober up we're going to draw the line we're going to have very high standards here because the lord has high standards we're going to preach truth not truth mixed with lies i can't bring on people on fojc that are going to read out of apostate bibles and give you truth mixed with error it's got to be truth truth Nothing but the truth. It's the bride and not the whore. Now, Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30. Let's have a little straight talk from Jesus himself. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30. He that is not with me is against me. Believers are just like belly buttons. You're an any or you're an outie. He that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. You either gather or you scatter. You're a gatherer or you're a scatterer. You know, it's one or two. Sober up. It's the bride or the whore. Now, I want to read the comment of John Gill. John Gill on Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30. This is what Brother Gill said, Christ is the good shepherd that gathers his sheep to himself and into his fold by the external ministry of the word and internal efficacy of his grace. Satan is the wolf that catches and scatters the sheep. The minute you get a hold of truth Satan's going to try to pull you out of it. The minute you set yourself free from the entanglement of the devil's wife, he's going to do everything he can to intoxicate you and pull you back in to that bondage you were once entangled with. Brother Gill goes on, and he seeks to kill and destroy them. And since there is such an open war proclaimed and carried on between Christ and the devil, none ought to be neutral. No neutrality here. There's war. There's war. The bride of Christ is at war with the bride of the devil. And it's time for everybody to sober up, see it what it is. You're going to be an innie or you're going to be an outie. Brother Gil goes on. Whoever is not on the side of Christ is reckoned as an enemy. Amen, brother. Good preaching. You're either on the side of Christ or you're an enemy. You're either gathering unto Jesus, Jesus Christ, the doctrine of Christ, what He said, what He did, Jesus Christ, the virgin born Savior of God, every word He said, the absolute words of the Father for us. You're either an any or you're an outie. And whosoever is not concerned by prayer or preaching or other means to gather souls (coughs) to his word and ordinances and to his church and to himself is deemed by him a scatterer of them. Amen. You're either in or you're out. (coughs) You either gather or you scatter. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9. The Gospel of Mark the ninth chapter let's begin in verse 38 and John answered him saying master we saw one casting out devils in thy name and he followeth not us and we forbade him because he followeth not us but Jesus said forbid him not for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. Now here's another situation, and I don't know if this uh, it was somebody that believed in Jesus and went off preaching that wasn't uh, attached to the the band of the disciples. But this guy was preaching the truth, and Jesus said, "Forbid him not." For there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of him. I want to read Adam Clark's comment on this, because there's always a ditch on both sides of the road. And I'm going to try to make this just as clear as, as possible. Now, Adam Clark said on this verse, There are some who are so outrageously wedded to their own creed and religious system, that they would rather let sinners perish than suffer those who differ from them to become the instruments of their salvation. Even the good that is done, they either deny or suspect because the person does not follow them. People that think they're the only ones that have truth, there's a word for that. It's cult. Now, I just want to say something about the last day's apostasy. Now, going back, uh, into there's some things that can be disagreed on, and there's some things that cannot. The fundamentals of the faith, uh, the Godhead, the Trinity, justification by faith, sanctification, uh, you, you just cannot budge. There's a lot of things that have to be believed by all Bible believers. But there are differences. For instance, John Wesley and George Whitfield they differed on the to the extent of election predestination free will and uh and they actually they had a falling out and they didn't uh they didn't work with each other for a while but when they came together uh literally two continents were changed you know literally two con- continents were changed there's a book written Europe before and after John Wesley and in the days of the puritans Richard Baxter and John Owen would debate over the same things yet they would not divide now, Spurgeon and Gill were Baptist, and they differed on some points from Wesley, but yet Mr. Spurgeon had nothing but the most glowing things to say about John Wesley now here here's how it is: all of these men we've got the Puritans, we've got the we've got the reformed, we've got the the Wesleyans, we've got the Baptists, all of those groups. They believed in the gospel, check. They believed in living a holy life, check. They believed in the inerrancy of the word of God, check. They believed in preaching the gospel, winning souls to Christ, and teaching them to live holy after they did. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an apostate church... That's yoked itself to the government, that is overrun with Freemasons, rank idolatry, that are so over the top with their ridiculous paganism, that if you would take the paganism of their pagan holidays and the Freemasons out, there wouldn't be nothing left. And there's nothing left there from God right now. Sober up, it's the bride or the whore. Sober up, it's the bride or the whore. And with every of strength and ability I have, I am going to, and it's so bad. You know, this thing has gone bad. Um, And you know, there's the parable, Jesus said that, uh, like the woman with the three measures of meal, it would go on till the whole thing would be leavened. And that's where we're at now, it's all gone bad. And I'm not saying, I believe there are absolutely some born-again people out there in them churches, but if you are, you better have an ear to hear and you better get out. I don't believe every dispensationalist will go to hell. Uh, I don't believe that. But I believe that every dispensationalist, to whatever extent you adopt it, it defiles you, and there are absolutely some poison pellets there that if you swallow it, you're going to damn your soul, and you will damn the soul of those that listen to you. It's serious business. It's time to sober up. Talk straight. It's the bride or the whore. You're going to gather or you're going to scatter. In 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I want to read verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58.
2: That. I wanted to just throw in here everything David just talked about that's so essential for your walk as a Christian. We deal with that in our online Bible school. David deals with the fundamentals. These are things that people ought to know if they're Christian. So I just wanted to throw that in there because we are teaching people those things. So, David, you're ready for your verse now?
0: I'm okay. ready. Thank you, okay. sister. There, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord I want to read a little comment from uh, J.A. Beat who wrote this commentary in the 1800s he said this firmly seated immovable, suggest forces tending to carry them away. Be unmovable and that very word means that you're standing strong while forces are coming in that are trying to take you another way. but be ye therefore steadfast and immovable. In the Epistle to the Colossians, the Apostle Paul, in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23, if, and there's one of the biggest words in the Bible, if ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. You continue in the faith. You continue in the faith. In the book of Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 14 I just want to give a little word of explanation I mentioned that brother Gill and brother Spurgeon were Baptist now they did not bullet today what the dispensational Baptists believe they believe that after you're born again there's no sin you can commit enough times to ever damn your soul. That is not what Gill and Spurgeon believed. They did believe that every really born-again person would persevere, but they did not tell people that you can live like the devil and enjoy heaven. You know, I just want to make that clear. The, the what Gill and Spurgeon preached is so far from these dispensational Baptists like Stanley that there's no reconciling them in the same universe. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 14, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence firmly unto the end. If apostasy was not a possibility, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that would have no meaning. The Lord exhorts us to stand strong in him and in the faith And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter eleven there's a description and great accolades that was given by Christ unto John the Baptist of what a what a mighty prophet he was and in, in Matthew the 11th chapter and the 17th verse and excuse me it's verse 7 not 17 Matthew 11 and 7 and as they departed Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John what went ye out into the wilderness to see a reed shaken by the wind You know, why do you went out there to see somebody that's one way one day and another one the next? You know, that is something that God absolutely hates. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 14th verse, that we henceforth be no more children. Tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. When people are rooted and grounded in the truth and the doctrine of Christ, the commandments of God, every little wind that blows isn't going to send you chasing after some other funny trail." You're firm, you're rooted, you're steadfast, you know what you're steadfast in. You're not only steadfast in the truth, but you're called out of that which is wrong. You're standing with truth and integrity in the Word of God. In the, in the book of Acts, chapter 20, in Acts, the 20th chapter, and we're going to read uh, verses 28 and 29, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. I want to share John Owen's comment on that. John Owen, another one of the the Puritans that I love to read after. John Owen said this. This is in um, volume 7 of his works on page 66. He said, There must, saith he, be a falling away, or an apostasy from the faith, under the leading of the man of sin and saith he remember ye not that when i was with you i told you these things and it was prophesied you see and we're going to talk about some of the lies the bible says there's going to be an apostasy and i tell you what we're in it and in the apostasy there is a defection of uh, of bible schools of assemblies and of individual Christians that totally apostatize. This is prophesied to be the condition before the return of Christ, and we're going to look at a lot of those scriptures, and that's what Brother Owen said, and I'm going to show what the rapture cult does to twist these words into meaninglessness. Now, I want to read on page 65. This is what Brother Owen said, and I'm so all about this. And Brother Owen wrote this in the 1600s, and he said this, for my part, I pay as great a respect and reverence unto the primitive churches of the first, second, and third centuries as I think any man living can justly do, but that they did in nothing decline from the grace, mystery, truth, or rule of the gospel, that they gave no admittance unto vain deceit After the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world. That early church, thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of them, they would rather die a martyr than compromise the truth. And as Brother Owen the Puritan looked back at that Antonicene church, we can look back not only. At that early Church of the Martyrs, but also at the Puritans, who would not compromise and sell out and compromise with the civil government to keep their own personal comforts. I so admire them, not only because they were strong in doctrine and preaching the gospel, but they didn't go Judas goat. They kept their integrity. We've got to realize There's the bride and there's the whore, and that whore is going to do everything it can to fool you into thinking it's the bride. It's time to get real sober, and look at this with sober and clear eyes. In Revelation chapter 2, as the Apostle Paul spoke this to the church of Ephesus, uh, that would have been in the 50 A.D.s In the book of Revelation, which was written toward the end of the first century, Jesus give this prophecy unto that same church in Ephesus that the Apostle Paul had warned of the wolves that would come. And let's read in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, and let's read verses 4 and 5. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. I want to read something from a church history book, Eusebius Church History, written in the 4th century. And he's quoting here a man called uh, Hegesippus. And this is on... um, This is Volume 1 in the Blue Series of the Nicene and Post-Nicene Fathers. This is on page 164. And it says this, and this is talking about what transpired after the Apostle Peter was martyred. In addition to these things, the same man, while recounting the events of that period, records that the church up to that time had remained a pure An uncorrupted virgin since if there were any that attempted to corrupt the sound norm of the preaching of salvation they lay until then concealed in obscure darkness but when the sacred college of Apostles had suffered death in various forms and the generation of those that had been deemed worthy to hear the inspired wisdom with their own ears had passed away then the League of Godless Air took its rise as a result of the folly of heretical teachers who became none of who, because none of the apostles was still living, attempted henceforth with a bold face to proclaim in opposition to the preaching of the truth the knowledge which is science falsely so called. Now FOJC is different. Thank God than a lot of places like Mormonism, for instance. They believe that everything's apostate but them. And a lot of cults believe that. <coughs> but what we teach and preach at FOJC, it's nothing new. We can find it we can find it within the Orthodox Christian faith, within that early Church of the Martyrs within the puritans within that grave move of god with wesley and whitfield with finney with spurgeon and on and on with all believers of all ages that have preached the gospel and preached holiness and preached discipleship and obedience we stand with them and we salute you and we look forward to that great reunion in heaven when god gathers all of the Israel of God together again. Well, I think I'm going to take a break, drink a little coffee, and rest my throat, but got a few more things we want to say here this evening on the FOJC Remnant Gathering. We'll be back in just a moment. We
3: want to welcome a new member of our team Jillian Stone She recently did a program with Brian Reese as the host on the FOJC Rumble channel the number 51 in the Sunday Night Live series and it was called The Origins of the Hail Mary Jillian has a lot of experience for her young 22 year old age She has a, a channel on the Instagram it's Instagram slash Jillian Stone. That's G I L L Y A N S T O N E, and she also has a podcast, um, and it's well, it's called the Podcast dot com. She also has a Facebook page, and she also has some videos on TikTok. Jillian calls herself a wife, Jesus follower, a mama and a symbolism exposer in America, the land of the plumed serpent. If you want to hear James testimony, or at least part of it, you can tune in to that number 51 on SOJC Radio Sunday Night Live on Rumble, Origins of the Hail Mary. And we're just so excited to welcome her. We should be doing some future programs. around are church at YouTube, and sometimes they'll be on Rumble. So check both places. You can find the link to all of our channels on our homepage at www.fojcradio.com. If you'd like to be added to our notification list, please send an email with sign up in the subject line to Last Days Church at CS.com. Thank you for listening to all of our programs.
1: We have much to offer here on FOJCRadio.com. Most listeners are familiar with our radio page where we're live on Fridays at 6 p.m. Central Time. And it includes our chat room where listeners can fellowship and read the scriptures that I post while Brother David's teaching. If you can't catch us live, we offer our podcast page with the latest audios of our remnant gatherings. Or these same audios are made into videos and now videos on two new video channels. The easiest way to find our new channels is to go to our ministry news page on FOJCRadio.com. On that page, you'll find links to our new channels uh, on Varietyon and the Underground Church FOJC. And there's also links to our Doctrine of Christ series on Jimmy Vision and our Vault Series. This makes it a lot easier for you to get the information with just a click. You'll find if there's going to be any events, we have the, that information on there. And we have um, a link to our free books and lots of other info. The latest info is on the ministry news page. I've tried to include answers to frequently asked questions on our Hot Topics page. We also try to help our listeners find local fellowships in their area with the Remnant Locations page. And for those who struggle with abuse issues, I offer my Ritual Abuse and Healing page. Our Contact page has a short order form some links for your love gifts, and of course, our contact information. On our resources page, you can find a list of our books, CDs, DVDs, free Bible studies, and tracts that can be printed or read. Check out our online Bible school or our music page. Both include easy-to-click audio files. And most important is our God Wants to Save You page. If you need help in leading someone to the saving, mercy, and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, there are plenty of uh, things to choose from on that page, including a little prayer that I wrote uh, to help lead people to accepting the Lord and inviting Him to be their Lord and Savior. It's all there, all free, so please use these many things that we offer on our website we appreciate your support and have tried to make our site easy to navigate. But if you have a problem finding something, just email me at lastdayschurch at ts.com and I will be happy to help. Blessings to all our listeners and thanks again for your prayers and encouragement.
2: JC Radio wants to introduce to our remnant family the Holy Commission Boot Camp, brought to you by Brother Brett Graham. These teachings are the basics or training for brothers and sisters in Christ's service. The Holy Commission is found in Matthew 28, verses 18-20. through And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Brett shares how we should walk with the Lord in order to accomplish the Holy Commission and also some tips about soul winning. If you have questions about this series, please send them to lastdayschurch at cs.com and put capitals, H-C-B-C, in the subject line. You can find playlists for the Holy Commission Boot Camp on our Rumble and our YouTube channels. And thank you, as always, for your prayers and support.
1: Now back to tonight's message with Brother David Caracol on F O J C Radio.
0: Welcome back to the F O J C Remnant Gathering, and as I always do at the break, I want to sincerely thank all of you that pray for us and study with us and support us with your gifts and your kindness. We do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I I grabbed that email. ...that I made mention of in the first part of the broadcast. This comes from Melanie in New Jersey. And Melanie wrote, I was a congregate of Calvary Chapel in New Jersey. I believed we were were up and up Bible teaching church. I did have questions about the Sabbath observance at one point, but never doubted anything else, rapture, etc. I now listen to all your souls and have no place nearby to gather... Together, I'm afraid to fellowship at my Calvary and have different beliefs. I've looked for different fellowships, more like yours, to no avail. Uh, There's not many out there like us, but we're growing, thank God. It's doctrine of Christ, uh, commandments of God, no compromise. She says, I guess this is both a praise report and a prayer request. So, Melanie, I admire you. This is integrity. People with integrity, their mouth... And their feet are in unison and they realize there's a bride and a whore and the church is the called out ones We're called out of apostasy and when our religious institutions become apostate we need to get out of them and I believe that's where we're at so thank you so much for that Melanie um, second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3 let no man deceive you by any means For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. From the beginning of the Israel of God, when Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, until the 1800s, everybody knew that this was speaking of the last day's apostasy. I'll read the comments here of... Matthew Henry, and this is what Matthew Henry said. And Matthew Henry was a nonconformist. <laughs> Samuel Garcia, that will be heading up our prayer-a-thon Monday at three thirty, he calls himself a nonconformist. Well, what what that means is, you won't conform to anything that goes against the Lord and His Word. You won't conform. And that's when Matthew Henry and John Owen and so many of the others they chose to lose their pulpits many of them lost their homes they lost their freedom rather than compromise and conform Matthew Henry said this by this apostasy we are not to understand a defection in the state or from civil government but in spiritual or religious matters, from sound doctrine, instituted worship, and in church government, and a holy life. The apostle speaks of some very great apostasy, not only of some converted Jews or Gentiles, but such as should be very general, though gradual, and should give occasion to the revelation arise of Antichrist, the man of sin. Truer words were never spoken, and this is what every godly preacher understood until the 1800s and then along comes dispensationalism and makes up something different. I'll I'll show you what they do. I'm going to read here. This is Jimmy Swaggart's Bible Commentary, and I'll read what Jimmy has to say about it. And also, and I trace this error to Moody Bible Institute, to a Greek professor at Moody Bible Institute, and Jimmy Swaggart was a big promoter of this, still is, and also Jack Van Impey and a lot of others, but this is what Jimmy says. He said, many if not most Greek scholars agree, and this is a huge porky, that the proper translation of the Greek word apostasia as used here should be departure instead of falling away. That's just a big porky, I'm sorry. And he goes on to say, Okay, He's, this is Jimmy. Many, if not most Greek scholars, agree that the proper translation of the Greek word apostasia, which is called f- falling away in Second Thessalonians 2 and 3, as used here, should be departure instead of falling away. And he cites the Geneva Bible to buttress his case. Now, I just happen to have a Geneva Bible here. This is the 1560, and it's good to check, folks, isn't it? Now, the word apostasia means to fall away or to depart from something. Yes, it does. And in the Geneva Bible, 1560, which was before King James, but it was translated from proper manuscripts. There are a lot of guys like William Perkins, the father of Puritanism, he used the Geneva because he died before the King James was translated. But it was translated and it's not, it's not a bad word. Uh, this is the Geneva Bible, Second Thessalonians 2 and 3. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there, except there come a departing first and that, that man of sin be disclosed even the son of perdition now departing and of course jimmy says it's a departing from the earth you know they can find the rapture in a plate of spaghetti yeah it's that meatball there right behind the sauce that's the rapture this is what the footnote in the geneva bible says a wonderful departing of the most part from the faith the wicked antichrist comprehendeth the whole succession of the persecutors of the church and all that abominable kingdom of Satan. So the Geneva Bible, they even give you a footnote. We're not talking about some rapture from the earth. We're talking about a departing of the faith. How dishonest to try to use the Geneva Bible to justify Second Thessalonians 2 and 3 to be some kind of a rapture. They should be ashamed of themselves, should be ashamed of themselves, but they're not. They'll just continue to regurgitate these lies and delusions and see who they can get drunk with them. Yeah, that this is the kind of stuff will make you drunk. You see, in 1560, it wasn't till the 1800s that that whole mess was made up and invented. There wasn't no dispensationalism when the Geneva Bible was written. Jude Well let's read. Let's look at Luke eight hundred thirteen. Jesus had something to say about the apostasy. Luke chapter eight and verse thirteen. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, and these have no root which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. Greek word eight sixty four Aphistami. If apostasy is not a possibility, there's a lot of Bible verses that are in there for no reason, but apostasy is real. We have to warn against apostasy. We are in the big general apostasy where, just like Brother Henry said, we're in it right now. And the the apostate church, the Bride of Satan, is literally paving the way for the beast, the false prophet. And that word there in Second Thessalonians, the man of sin and nomia, what it means is lawlessness without the law of Moses. And literally, this is what they say, that, oh yeah, them Ten Commandments have passed away. That is the bride of Satan. We need to make it real clear. It's not okay to just say, and and not only they do away with the doctrine of Christ and the commandments of God, as we've said many times, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12, we have the word ephistomai used again, Hebrews 3 and 12, take heed brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing Ephistami, good old 864, from the living God. People need to be constantly exhorted against apostasy, and we have to be exhorted in these last days that the bride of Satan, like never before, is decorating itself. It's putting on all the fancy clothes and all the the jingle jangle and all the bling, trying to intoxicate you and pull you in to her adulterous arms in second Timothy second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3 for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and I tell you what there's somebody out there teaching whatever you want to believe you want to believe you can live in sin and go to heaven there's a bunch of them out there we'll tell you that Now, let's have another comment here. What did Brother Gill have to say about that? He said, The gospel which contains the wholesome words of Jesus, come on now, and is sound itself, having no corruption in it, and salutary in its effects to the souls of men, and yet such is the depravity of some men, both in principles and practice, that they cannot receive it, nor bear to hear it. Turn their backs on it. Express their indignation at it. Treat it not only with neglect but with ridicule and contempt. But after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers and have heaps of them. <laughs> and I tell you what, we just got heaps of them, don't we? We just got big old heaps of them, which seem to express not only the number of false teachers which they accumulate to themselves, but the confused and indiscreet choice they make of them. Amen. How well said, my brother. In Jude, the third verse, and we'll read from the epistle of Jude, verse 3 and 4. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That word translated earnestly deliver is the word that was used of the confrontation in the arena between the gladiator and the wild beast. I mean, you're in a fight and you're in a fight for your life. Uh, Earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints if and this was the half-brother of our Lord that grew up in the same house with him and if he wrote that in the first century where are we now are we ready to fight are we gonna go belly up and compromise earnestly contend it's a fight the reason why it's a fight is because apostasy comes from so many directions that it just keeps coming oh compromise here oh compromise there it's time, it's not time to compromise, it's time to sober up. And the Lord will anoint an individual and a ministry insofar as they don't compromise. When Moses was ready to take the children of Israel out of Egypt over and over, Pharaoh tried to get him to compromise, he wouldn't compromise and enter into diaprax with him on one single thing. No, no, absolutely not. And the way that people think about building their ministries nowadays is to compromise. Yeah, we'll compromise, you know, we'll, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. But the real anointing and authority of the Holy Ghost comes not from compromise, but by staying true to Jesus Christ. Not compromising and lifting up that bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ to the whole world. And Thomas Manton had a comment on the scripture there in the book of Jude. He said, it was first delivered, not invented. Oh, do I like that, you see. Now, the faith was delivered by Jesus Christ, but in the 1800s, man invented dispensationalism, you see. Oh, boy, delivered, not invented it is not the fruit of fancy or human devising, but hath its original from God. That this tradition is written and put into a stated course in those books, which we call the Scriptures. Oh, come on now. Yeah, not only was the Bible inspired, it was preserved. Praise God. Thomas Koch, I want to read what he said. You know, the faith that was once delivered unto the saints, it was delivered by Jesus Christ and the apostles. Brother Coke said this, "...to exert yourselves in a humble dependence on divine grace with the utmost vigor..." even as it were to an agony of labor and concern in maintaining, defending, and practicing the pure and uncorrupted doctrine of faith in its full extent with respect to the person, offices, grace, and government of the Lord Christ, which was once delivered by him, yeah, he's the one that delivered it, to his holy apostles and by them to the church. The faith once delivered unto the saints, not the faith that was invented by men somewhere down the line. In First John chapter 1, you can see here what the apostolic message was. In First John chapter 1, the scripture says here, This was written by the Apostle John, just like the Gospel and the book of Revelation. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the Word of Life. Capital W O R D. You see, Peter, James, John, they actually saw Jesus with their eyes. They actually heard the words that Jesus spoke out of his mouth with their ears. They actually touched his physical body. They felt his arm around them as they walked up those dusty roads. Verse 2 says, for the life was manifested. We've seen it. They've seen it. They saw Jesus. And bear witness and shew unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. The apostolic message is what Peter and John saw and heard firsthand from Jesus, the doctrine of Christ. They recorded those red letters in the Gospels, and today... In the time of the great apostasy, we say once again, we fight for that which was delivered by Jesus Christ, that the original apostles delivered unto the Israel of God, that which they heard and saw firsthand from Jesus Christ himself. Everything else is apostasy. That's truth. That's the faith that was once delivered. Anything other than that was the faith that was once invented. In 2 John 9, the apostle goes on to say that continuing in that message was not something that was optional. In 2 John and the ninth verse, whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. In the tenth chapter of John, Jesus talked about the true Shepherd and the wolf in John chapter 10 verses 10 and 11 the scripture says this the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly I am the good Shepherd the good Shepherd giveth his life for the sheep there's only one good shepherd, Jesus died for us, He gave us his words. He is gathering us unto him, the cross, the doctrine and the example of Christ. It is one of the biggest lies of the devil's wife, that the law of God and the Ten Commandments that that's something that Jesus came to do away with. That's one of the biggest lies of the devil's wife, one of the biggest ones right there. in Psalm chapter eleven and verse three, I don't want to say to. That and I and I believe there's some people that are born again in those churches. I do, and I believe there's more that think they are and are not, and they're on their way to hell. In Psalm chapter 11 and verse 3, and this is something I had to realize in my own life. In Psalm chapter 11 and verse 3, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And with that, we can put first Corinthians in the third chapter and the eleventh verse for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ if the foundation of Jesus Christ is destroyed in assembly for people to think they can go in and do anything for God that is just absolutely silly when when there's an assembly that has departed from the foundation of Christ uh, in in these ways, like yeah here um where where we are the church here, and oh yeah, the ten Commandments have passed away that that foundation's destroyed you can't go in in there and do anything for God, you can't do it, and w- we need to realize that in Ephesians chapter two and verse twenty there's a foundation to the Israel of God um in Ephesians chapter two and verse twenty, the scripture tells us. And are built upon, well, let me back up. Verse 19. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, and every one of those prophets, you read them, they called Israel to repent and come back in obedience. the law of God in the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation I love it when the Israel of God is gathered together it will gather together all the saints of the first covenant and the second together Revelation chapter 21 beginning in verse 12 and had a wall great and high and had 12 gates and at the gates 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, on the west three gates, and the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. That's the Israel of God, my friend. The Israel of God that we're a part of, and in the Bible also tells us not only... Is there going to be a time of apostasy where the, the religious institutions are going to totally depart from the foundations of true faith? And in Revelation 12 and 17, it also tells us that there will be an Israel of God at this time and at all times. In Revelation 12:17, and the dragon was wroth with the woman... And went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of God comma and have the testimony of Jesus Christ." There's not some end-time remnant out there that says, oh we believe in Jesus, but those commandments of God they're out of there. There's only one end-time remnant in these days of apostasy. It's described in Revelation 12 and verse 17. Those that keep the testimony of Jesus Christ and those that have the commandments of God. I'm going to read one more verse here, and I want to read a comment by Adam Clark, and then we're going to close here. My voice is just about to go here. 1 John chapter 2. And let's read. I'll read the verse, then I want to read Brother Clark's comment. 1 John 2, 18-19 yeah and it's amazing when you study the epistles that John wrote uh second and third John they actually the apostle John would send out preachers and there were groups in home churches that would ban the people the apostle John sent out. can you imagine oh yeah, can you imagine uh and in first John two eighteen and nineteen the scripture tells us. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be manifest that they were not all of us. I'll read Adam Clark's comment on this. A friend of John Wesley's and a fellow that I like to read after. And Brother Clark said this. They are not Christians. We abhor their conduct and their creed. We never sent them to teach. They were not of us. For a considerable time before they left our assemblies, they gave proofs that they had departed from the faith for if they had been with us if they had been apostles and continued in the firm belief of the Christian doctrines they would have they would not have departed from us to form a sect of themselves that they were not all of us they were not expelled from the Christian church they were not sent out by us but they separated from it and us none of them had been inspired as we apostles were though they pretended to a very high teaching But they separated from us, manifested that they were not taught as we were by the Spirit of God. These false teachers probably drew many sincere souls away with them. And to this, it is probable the apostle alludes when he says, They were not all of us. Some were, others were not. We're going to close with that. And um, always with great appreciation to each and every one of you. And it's certainly not always wrong to leave a group. And there's a lot of reasons for leaving a group. And many of them are justifiable. But we're in the days of apostasy, aren't we? And we're going to have to make sure that we follow the doctrine of Christ and the commandments of God. What we say here at FOJC is that it is the message that matters. It is the message that matters. So we're going to close out here, uh, as always, with great thankfulness to all of you. Uh, Tomorrow night, we're going to have a little midnight ride marathon. Uh, John had to be out of town, so we're going to run a marathon, which is always fun. Sunday night, FOJC Radio, Sunday Night Live. Jillian Stone will be back uh, Gonna be given a presentation called Cleopatra Isis Rising It's gonna be it's gonna be frosty. I guarantee you Monday uh, our prayer thon uh, Sherry Campbell is gonna come over to be our co-host and Brian's gonna be here in the house Brian and Ashley and the whole family They're gonna be here at Ground Zero So we're gonna be having a time here Monday and uh, I love the prayer thons and it's always such a great, great uh, blessing these prayer thons are to me. What, Donna? Just tell the page on the Okay, yeah, there's a prayer thon page on the website to get your requests in. So there you go. All right, well, I've, I've rambled enough here. We're going to close it out. And we just want to say a big thank you to all of you and to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And until I'm going to give you a high-five tonight, even though you can't see me, I'll give you a high-five anyway. So high-five and good night to each and every one of you until next Friday night, 6 p.m. Central, on the FOJC Remnant Gathering.
2: Thank you for listening and joining in fellowship with us here at FOJC Radio Remnant Gathering.
1: You can contact
2: us at FOJC Post Office Box 671 Tell City, Indiana
1: 47586 or you can email us at Last Days Church at CS.com or you may call us at You can check out our website at www.fojcradio.com Thanks and God bless.